We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning into the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the first Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. So, welcome back. We are a day early for the... Uh, a dollar short. Probably, probably. For the for the pit, the pit preview. And uh, we're going to get into all of that fun stuff here in a second. But first, of course... As always, we got to talk about the folks over at my bookie. Now, listen. Regardless of whether you're new to online betting or you've uh, done it plenty, like Joe, uh, you want to check it out, see if it's right for you. If you're new, if you if you know what you're getting into, I recommend you go over to my bookie. It is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy or gal who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try the parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites of the week. Parlays are perfect because they let you bet on multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win than mybookie. Pro football, full swing. College football, obviously full swing. Playoffs, MLB playoffs, that is. Uh, they're rolling right now. And hockey, basketball's right around the corner. So now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action if you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Just use the promo code CHAIR. That's C-H-A-I-R to activate that offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Double your cash on your first deposit. Uh, visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie, thank you. My bookie. All right. So, Joe. Uh, yes, sir. It, it seems that coach implied that none of the injured players were expected to come back against Pitt. Um, so, and then of course, this includes Melifonwu, Heckel, Williams, and Cisco. But uh, Cisco did suit up against NC State. Traveled with the team. Yes. So, I mean, what what are your thoughts kind of uh, on that? Of course, he's going to hold his cards close to his chest. We know that. Uh, but as far as Cisco goes, I think it's the best possibility. I know that I know that uh, Pitt's preparing for him to play, so they believe there's a right. chance as well. Yeah. I uh, Again, <clears throat> I'm just more and more Heckle and, and Williams. I, I don't know really what's going on <laughs> with – I know. What's up? I don't, don't know, man. 
Don't don't know. But as far as the other guys go, they should be they should be back. I feel like sooner rather than later. Um, again, with Cisco traveling, you don't know if that was a situation where maybe he wanted him just to go on the trip for leadership and being on sideline to help type purposes, or if he was really that close to to playing. But um, yeah, I would. I know that. Like I said, I know that Mel Falanu he had a hamstring. I know they're not going to say it, but I saw the injury when it happened, and he. It was his hamstring. So, uh, again, that's just – that can be a random time. So, again, it would be nice to get at least one of them back, but I wouldn't – again, really wouldn't count on it. And, again, Babers isn't going to say. So Right. And, well, you know, we speculated last week that maybe there was a chance. Maybe there was a chance someone comes back. And, well, nobody did. So, there's that. So, it's the So, again, this game. week, Maybe. <laughs> exactly, which was the same thing last week. But like right. you said, like you said though, um, you know, probably Cisco is the only one with a with a with a legit shot at coming back. So right. don't get your hopes up. But anyway, so the Orange are hosting Rival Pit in the Dome Friday, October eighteenth. Another primetime game. Kickoff is set for seven o'clock. Syracuse has only bit beaten Pitt Panthers once. That was in 2017 in six ACC games, and we all remember the overtime loss last year at Pitt in Heinz Field. Um, so Syracuse currently sits three and three, zero and two in the ACC, and Pitt actually sits at a respectable four and two, one and one in the ACC. Uh, they are coming off a bye. They beat mm-hmm. they beat Duke on the fifth, and they're coming off a bye. So. Again, the challenge will be to protect Tommy DeVito. And because uh, the Orange Line is going to have to face another decent defensive front, Lyman Jalen um, Twyman, he leads Pitt with six sacks and seven tackles for a loss. Pitt's defense actually ranked I, – I, I was a little shocked by this. They're ranked 16th nationally. They give up, yeah. they give up 97 yards on the ground per, per game on average. And they're also tied for second nationally with 27 sacks. Coach Baber said in his press conference, quote, they blitz, blitz, and blitz, and they're crazy about it, end quote. So, Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah he went on to talk about saying that they're a little reckless, but it's like controlled. So I well, guess, I don't know, we'll see. I guess I should have looked ahead to the next game before I said, some, you know, that maybe we weren't going to play a defense as good as. Uh, yeah, they're pretty decent. Yeah, um, you know, I did say front seven, and I, I know that Pittsburgh, one of their, I mean, they have a really good secondary as well, and yes, they that's do. a little bit of a difference. Um, so I think where they struggle a little bit is maybe internally, maybe uh, linebacker type stuff. That's what, I think why they maybe blitz that much. But um, overall, again, it's <laughs> another good defense. It seems like very comparable to NC State as far as the defense goes, but a better offense, Joe. Because that's what it looks like. I mean, I would just say that basically because um, of the quarterback, you know, Kenny Pickett, he was in Tommy DeVito's situation last year, taking his licks and figuring stuff out. And now he's back. But on the flip side, they also graduated four out of five linemen and just two, like we did last year. Two of their, their, um, you know, um, Quadre Olson and Darren Hall. They ran all over us last year, yep, and they yep. had a great time doing it. So yep. they've graduated. Like you mentioned, Pickett's back, second in the ACC in passing, averaging 274 yards a game. And what? Two- really? Yeah. Yep. He's got, uh, less, he's got less yards than Tommy. 
Yeah. Well, that's true. Averaging a game, though? Is that less than Tommy? I mean, they've played the same amount of games, right? Tommy's yeah. got... Yeah. Six. Tommy's thrown for 1570, and this guy's thrown... Unless he hasn't played all the games. Um, he may have gotten injured, and another quarterback came in for some of those games, so... It could be. Um, his two receivers, Maurice French and yeah, Sir Mack, they are, as a tandem, they've hauled in 91 catches between the two of them, and they actually lead the nation um, as a duo. Yeah. So, And that's really where their offense has been making that bread and butter is is uh, the passing game. Um, now, they have had some issues with him. Mean, Pickett has gotten sacked a little bit, and I know they've had issues with running the ball. But um, yeah, their run you know, game is not as stout as it. But they has do been. have, yeah. But they do have those playmaking receivers that we're definitely going to have to, you know, keep an eye on. <laughs> yeah. Well, how does that make you feel if we don't get Cisco back? I, I mean, know. it doesn't all ride know. on Cisco. It's not what I'm trying to say either. No, but I mean, those guys have missed like the last two games, and I know it's only been Holy Cross and NC State. So, yeah, I mean, it makes me a little nervous because it's a little bit of a better quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we might we might see some big plays given up a little bit. And, again, I think, like you said, it's, it's I think it's going to be a little bit comparable of like what you said, NC State. I don't think with the state of our offense and – what their defense is doing right now. I just don't see us. Holy smokes, my mic just fell apart. Go on, I'm sorry. You know, being able to put up crazy points. Now, the good thing is, is you say that their, uh, that their offense is, is better, which it is, but when you look at when you look at their schedule, well, they, they're one dimensional, um, though. I mean, for the most part. And I think we well, can yeah. make them one dimensional very easily. So it's going to be. Well, up- yeah, but. You know, if you look at their schedule, I mean, they didn't, they haven't really blown anybody. I mean, they lost to home against Virginia and at Penn State, which are two formidable opponents, obviously. Yeah, but, Virginia, I mean, that was a, you know, first game but their of the win, season, though, too. Right. Their win against Ohio, they won 20 to 10. Another win uh, versus UCF, which UCF is ranked in their formidable team, but it's 35 34. I remember that. Um, game. You know, um, and then Syracuse fans, they, by the way, remember you were rooting for Pitt in that game. Go on. Yeah, I a lot was. Of them were. I know you. Um, uh, then they beat Delaware at home the next week, seventeen to fourteen, mm-hmm. and then they just won at Duke, thirty three to thirty. Yep. Right. Does it- so their wins? I mean, yeah, they're four and zero, but they're four and zero in the last like they're three and zero the last three games by a, a total of seven points. One, yeah, one, three, three. Yep. So and you know, there's that, but there's also the bad part of it that. They had a bye week last week. That's so. That's another thing that bothers me a tiny bit. Is oh well, yeah, coming off of the bye week, they're they're already healthy and kind of you know. You yeah, know. I mean, <laughs> I had high expectations for us coming off of bye week, so maybe uh, yeah, m- maybe you know. Well, I'm hoping. Play. Like I said, I mean, they have <clears throat> you know, I don't know. It's tough because they definitely they've definitely stopped the run well, and it just seems like for some reason that like our offense can't really do anything unless our quarterback can just run a little. It seems like it helps open things up. Obviously, I mean it's basic stuff, right? So yeah, well, yeah, it's basic stuff. But when we don't do that, it's it's hard. 
<laughs> you think t- you know, I mean, our offense struggles? I mean, right, it struggles, well, but the, I mean, the, all the difference in the world, or maybe not in the world, but some of the difference could be if Tommy comes out and he's and he's he's had a couple extra days. So it'll be what? It'd be one extra day, I guess. Really, if you look at right. it, one extra day than he normally would to heal whatever injury he was kind of still nursing against NC State. Right. And maybe he won't be running around as, as petrified, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, guys. I, I mean, felt like he was. I'm sorry. Right. I know that's not a popular opinion, but it didn't look comfortable against no, NC like State. Like I said, like I said, I you know what I compared him to. So, And that was an NFL quarterback that I compared him to. So at the end of the day, no offense wants to be in a situation – or no quarterback wants to be in a situation where – I don't want to say he doesn't trust his offensive line, but he's probably pretty skeptical at this point. <laughs> he probably and, knows what to expect at this point, right? Right, but that's just you have to figure stuff out, you know. And um, again, too, part of this is learning how to play injured. Uh, that's just something yeah. you have to figure. That's something you have to figure out, you know. And I don't think I think this is his first injury, and he got injured at Holy Cross or during the Holy Cross game, and. Um, this is the first game that he actually came back and he tried to play through the injury. So you saw it was like he kind of he was tender. But yeah, but you know a lot of it could have been just that he was trying to be play too smart. He was trying to play too overprotective in the beginning of the game because he knew it a whole game and he didn't want to get re-injured. But I do think that he did take a bunch of hits that probably you know tweaked it up a little bit and. You know, you saw it a little bit, but even in the fourth quarter when it was down to the, okay, now it's game time, nitty gritty. Yeah. And then you saw him start running and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was one of those things where, you know, he learned in that game that, okay, you got a little boo-boo and, or how big Dino Babers is saying, owie. And, you know, you're going to have to figure out how to play through it because that's what NFL players do and that's what, you know, college players learn to do. So hopefully that fourth quarter, he learned how to play through that and it showed him that, you know, it was going to be all right and that he can go ahead and maybe take off from that, maybe from the beginning of the game this time, this this week. So again, I just, I don't fully expect the offense to look as bad, you know, as it did for that long of a time. For three, you know what quarters. I mean. I think for, that was. Yeah. I think that's a lot of what the widespread was. If we sprinkled in little long drives here and there, a field goal here, this, you know, then it wouldn't. It doesn't look as bad. But to go no. a whole half with all those three and three outs and with out, no points, out. yep. it's just yep. like that right there. Overall, just it kind of amplifies it. So, um, I just don't see it being like that. I see Tommy just learning every game, and he still put up decent numbers. And I think that he learned how to play through his injury. And like you said, hopefully the extra day getting in there, getting in the trainers and hopefully getting himself right in the best shape that he can possibly be in before this game. (laughs) He's going to be at home. He's got the crowd behind him. That NC state crowd was definitely uh, hats off to them. They were great for, for their team. Um, So, you know, hope that we can show up and do the same. Uh, it's a day early. I didn't get any fan stuff, Joe. So um, I guess we'll just jump right into uh, jump right into your my bookie pick, buddy. So let me get my let me get my my trusty pen out here. Oh, here we go. My bookie. <laughs> this is not... Holy, hold on. I can't find it. What the hell happened to it? Yeah, and you know what? The whole oh thing is, no, this can't be real. If Andre oh, Schmidt hits that field goal last week, then I then I would have won that. 
That's true. They definitely should have covered. If some butts are candy and nuts, we all have a Merry Christmas. (laughs) Well, at least (laughs) I didn't put any money on it. So, damn, I lost all my records. Good. I lost all my records of for the year. Well, well, damn. Well, that sucks. Okay. It's probably just the Syracuse record at this point. Mm, No, because mm, I don't mm. think they covered one time either. Yeah. Yeah, So, well, you know, it was one time. But it is what it is. (laughs) It was the Holy Cross game, I think. Yeah, it was. Um. Anyway, so you're so well. Well, you're uh, two and three. Ooh, or two and four. Excuse me. So Joe's two and four. Uh, Syr- <laughs> Syracuse, Syracuse. Well, well, Pitt opens up as a three and a half point favorite according to my bookie, Joe. Yeah. So. Who's your uh, bookie? My. Okay. Who is it? <laughs> Um. So anyway, how do you see it, man? How do you see it? You know what? Uh, all right, no, go ahead. It's tough. I know it's tough. It's tough. You know why? I just I just bleed way too much orange. I know you do, but sometimes you gotta sprinkle in some reality, buddy. Yeah, I know. I get it. Three and I a half points. It. I don't know what it opened up. I say it opened up at that, but I don't know. I honestly don't know. That's just what it is right now. Yeah, it could obviously change by Friday. So, lock it in. Lock her in. I mean, again, I'm just staying with Syracuse. I don't care. Okay. They're three and zero the last three games, Pittsburgh, but they haven't won by more than three points. So Syracuse loses by by three or less. That's what you're saying. Do you want to be or more specific win. than that? I'm just saying. I don't need to be specific. I'm just saying. I know, but we 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 delve into it here. No, it's a rivalry. Like I said, as much it's, as yes, exactly. It, and as much, yeah. I mean, there's always they always say there's all crazy games. It's either that or it's just a grind out, just you know, mistakes and just a very physical game. Um, penalties, undisciplined, ugly turnovers. Just it, it's one or the other. And I think with the way these teams are looking, I think that it's going to be kind of. Like this NC State Syracuse game was, um, with probably more points. One in five against Pitt since playing in the ACC together. Yeah, and um, you know, well, it's tough, dude. It's really again, tough, but we got the home field advantage this time, man. I, I think that's going to be. I hope that's. Well, I think be. it's the home field advantage, but also the fact of uh, that you got to kind of look at this as a revenge game too. Yeah. You know, these, yeah. A little bit with these players and stuff like that, and so, I mean, we're still three and three. You know, there's still room to turn the, the season around, and and like I said, oh yeah, <clears throat> teams, absolutely. And this happens a, a lot, all the time. Like teams, they'll get some some bad losses maybe early in the season, and then something clicks, and their young guys figure it out, and the next thing you know, they rattle a couple off. So, and, and by the way, I don't know if I mean, visually, the season has not been great, but it's. You know, three and three, it could be worse, actually. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sticking <laughs> into the fact of like that our defense is going to keep us in every game, and that's that's the other thing, sure. And they're I'm gonna... sticking into that because, <clears throat> and we're back to the dome. So again, if our offense, our, our defense line can wreak havoc, then you know, defense is just waiting for the offense to catch up. That's it. And at defense some point, needs uh, needs. Some rest. No, at some point, they need to sustain drives early. Some point, the offense has got to feel bad and start stepping up. Honestly, Um, I think that uh, hopefully the play calling gets a little bit more. um, I don't want to say better. I just want to say uh, opened up a little bit more. 
Well, a, a open bit, it up. A little bit less like like with blinders on, looking straight forward kind of deal. Needs to be. Well, <clears throat> you just got to be careful with this team because the team blitzes a lot as well. They blitz so. a lot. They have great. Um, they have great safety. They got great. Well, cornerbacks. They got a. They got a um, a blue chip recruit, quote unquote, Paris Ford. Uh, he's a sophomore safe, redshirt sophomore safety. Yeah. Um, but he's actually going to miss the first half of this game because yeah. he's serving out the rest of a penalty against Duke from right. the fifth. So, right. but I mean, he's going to come in in the second half, and they're going to be they're going to be loaded back there. I got three yeah. really good guys. Well, back either there. way, two I mean, of them are seniors. Well, yeah, and the thing is, is when you when you have a player like that that's that's out for that first half, you know, you got to take advantage of some of your deep plays early and and try to open that up. Uh, if you sh- don't show it early, I mean, I don't know. Either way, um, you got to try to take a shot on that guy, you know, um, because once halftime comes, that other guy's going to be in. They'll have a whole half of tape and they'll be making their adjustments. So well, he's going to be sitting on the sideline learning. So. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. So it'll take a little while for him to, you know, you got to go through the repetition too. Sure. But either way, again, um, I see just sloppiness. It's just sloppy, sloppy plays. Um, again, like last week, sometimes the offense are just going to look bad, um, just because I think that our defense line is going to be able to get to them on certain pass plays and stuff like that. I think if we can hold them from big plays and, and being really good at running the ball, then like I said, we're going to be right there. I don't think it's going to be a 16 to 10 type scenario, but I could see it being in the twenties without a doubt, because from what I see from Pittsburgh, um, I mean, they can definitely sometimes give up big plays, but it doesn't look like they kind of go crazy on the scoreboard. They don't go crazy on the scoreboard. They also don't really, um, they don't get stomped either. Their their worst loss was to Virginia, thirty to fourteen, first game of the season. Right. So it's, they try they, to they make, hold it pit, tight, man. It's they all it about tight. making it ugly. Yeah, so true. it's always been. It's always been I mean? ugly. Remember the what yeah. was that one game? It was like there was no defense. Was it fifty six to sixty one or something? Like no, that? it was like seventy six to sixty one. Oh, or was something it? Like was that, that it? Okay. Yeah, you're right. It was in the seventies. That's right. Yeah. 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 It was ridiculous. <laughs> so all right. Well. Fun. It'll be interesting to see. It's a Friday night. The last couple years, the last couple years, they've tried to beat teams just grounded and pounded. Last year, that's what they did to us: ground Mm -hmm. and pound, try to make it ugly, and they did, and they won it. They just don't uh, have it this year, though. As far as they don't have that type of yeah, so the offense is a little bit different this year. So, um, and they've even spoken about it. And again, that's just kind of an example of a coach kind of changing his play calling to the players that he has and um it's worked for them obviously thus far four and two and they do have decent wins on their on their schedule they don't have a bad loss so on paper um they don't look that bad but again you don't know how good those teams are that they beat uh so again this is just one of those teams where you kind of just got to look at their stats but i think it's just another team that's right there in the middle mediocre acc just like everybody else yeah well like you said the offense seems to be Lacking in ACC, just in general, as of general. Yeah, so because they have us as the underdog, but when you look at the ESPN, uh, they do a little predictor thing as far as percentage of win loss or whatever. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen. That. I know what you're talking the about. The matchup, yeah, the matchup predictor, and they have Syracuse uh, winning fifty one point one percent of the time, Pittsburgh fifty eight point nine. Wow. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. Dogfight. Hey, here's yeah, a, here's dude, it's, yeah. I mean, we could hope for a dogfight. That's what I'm, I mean. You know, uh, here's the thing. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. What are y'all in Syracuse doing? You going to the game? Because you should be. It's Friday night. Yeah. It sounds like a freaking, you know. It's, it's Dress a good, up. It's a good. Duck out in some Halloween yeah. orange garb. Old Big East rivalry, you know. So it yeah. should be fun. I hope to see uh, see the crowd lit. The young kids should say. be. Yeah, definitely. Should be lit, lit AF. Yeah, lit AF. That's right. I remember what that is now, too, Joe. So yeah. um, that's it. That's all we got. I think uh, <laughs> we dragged it out the best we could. So anyway, anyway. Thank you to my bookie. Thank you to all of you for listening, yes. obviously. Thank you to James on guitar. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Hey. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. 
And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. 